Good evening, everyone. So on Friday night, we're going to begin a discussion of the significance of the Dhammadarastakam. And there will be some more devotees arriving, so we'll go that through that for a week or so. But um, for this... We're starting an hour earlier. Instead of at 7, at 6, at six the talks will start. Talks will be class will be at six. Okay. So, any questions tonight? Yes. I had one on the Dom Drastikam, so maybe it should wait. But it was. Um, <clears throat> the, it seems to be in the Vatsalya. Yeah, let it wait. Okay. It's a big topic. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's it's not entirely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so some devotees wear rudraksha beads. And you know, like they say, like you, like you do puja, and then the different deity comes into the different deity, like Kartikeya or Vishnu or whatever, and that's supposed to, um, I don't know, empower someone or remove obstacles. I was wondering, like, what, like, do you think it's efficacious, or does it have any role in bhakti for sadhakas, or is that like a, doing things like that, like wearing rudraksha beads, or? I'm surprised to hear that. Devotees wear rudraksha beads um, with uh, those types of ideas in mind. Um, they are typically the uh, associated with um, Mahadev, Shiva, and the Shaivites, not with the uh, Vaishnava, Vaishnavas in any of the Vaishnav lineages. And of course, um, the corresponding auspicious tree, if you will, in the Gaudiya Vaishnavism is the Tulsi Devi, and we uh, ornament ourselves with her around the neck, and we chant with um, with a mala of the Tulsi beads, and um, and of course. In, in doing that, we are uh, accomplishing a number, number of things, but the worship of Tulsi in general is is a form of Tadiya Seva, worshipping that which is dear to Krishna, which endears us to Krishna. It's said, for that matter, by the wearer of Rudraksha, when uh, uh, in, uh, petitioned by his good wife Parvati as to the best type of worship, the uh, Mahadev Shiva replied, Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param. Of all types of worship, Aradhananam Sarvesham, Sarvesham Aradhanam, of all types of worship, Vishnu Aradhanam Param. The worship of Vishnu is the supreme. This is his reply to her, which caused her some. Uh, despondency because she herself was a worshipper of Shiva hmm. and so she's thinking she's not doing the best kind of worship and so he continued with his reply Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnu Aradhanam Param Tasmat Parataram Devi Tadhyanam Samarjanam however Tasmat my dear Devi hmm, 
their worship of that tadiyanam, that which is tadiya, that which is dear to Vishnu, is superior than the worship of Vishnu. And then she thought, as the great Srimad Bhagavatam says, and then near its, its in its concluding verses, Vaishnamanam hmm, Mitasham hmm, Shri Mahadev is a great Vaishnava. Hmm, Vaishnavas are dear to Vishnu. I'm worshipping a Vaishnava. I'm doing the best worship. Hmm. So, Tulsi, worship of Tulsi, honoring the Tulsi is a form of Tadiya Seva. It's a very important form of Tadiya Seva. As we can see, um, we ornament, our, ornament ourselves with, with um, her and we um, invoke uh, her um, with regard to the sense of touch in our um, namsmaranam and our japa as well. Tulsi beads with the neck, kunti beads and japa mala. Um, so, uh, I'm surprised that devotees are wearing uh, raksha beads. Uh, it's not mentioned anywhere in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu uh, as an anga of bhakti. And indeed, it, it appears, as the way as you're talking about it, that, it, that they're doing it with a view to invoke the presence and blessings of other gods, such as Shiva, for some particular uh, purpose. Um, now, there may be a place for that. We'll get to that. But typically, there's no place for that. And that is the conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita. When Krishna says, Sarva Dharman Puritya Mami Kam Sharanam Raja. I think all of you know the meaning. Hmm? What he's saying there, the, the significance of ma may come, me alone, is that the dharma that he is advocating, one reject, sarva dharman, put it edja, dharma comprehensively rejected. That means in its expressions um, within the um, realm of karma and the extent to which it may, the extent to which by applying oneself in a particular way it may bring us to jnana and the idea of mukti, the idea of giving up liberty rather than the idea of acquisition, poverty. Acquisition, of course, the think, the thought that to add on to my life, I'll become more, or I'll experience the more that I feel that I am, is uh, ignorance. Hmm? So, wisdom, on the other hand, or knowledge, in a very ba- basic sense, as I often say, is just to understand that the pursuit of enduring happiness in relation to things that don't endure is not very bright. Hmm? So. To stop pursuing the um, acquisition of things that endure in pursuit of enduring happiness and life, that's wise. We move from an active life in karma, governed as it is by Rajaguna, uh, the karma marg, um, as it's presented as a path of progress. There's some kind of progress within karma. It's not the regress of the tamaguna, 
but it's the movement um, arising out of dissatisfaction by which one does something rather than revert to delusion hmm, to try to improve the situation. Hmm. So the whole karma marg of Barnashram, it's all about material progress um, or material acquisition, which is thought to be what progress amounts to, having more things, hmm, which in a more subtle sense is living longer, hmm, more bountifully, so on and so forth. Therefore, it culminates, as we know, in ideas like attaining incredibly long uh, lifespans hmm, in the heavenly abodes and so forth, hmm, all of which the Gita repeatedly says are temporal. Hmm, and by that he differentiates his own abode from them, right? Hmm? The difference between my abode and even all the planets of the Brahmas is that that Punarjanmana, you can't come back from there. It's eternal. These statements like this. It's self luminous. And to help try to explain what that might mean to us in a world where we're in need of illumination, hmm? even for our eyes to function properly and see anything, hmm? kind of living in abject darkness unto ourself, um, and in need of an external light in a land that is is lit. Hmm? Is illumined, he says. There's no need of the sun. Try to understand, he's saying. There's no need of the moon. There's no need of fire. Hmm. So the all these um, images of light, moonlight, sunlight, fire. Obviously, they're um, metaphors for knowing. The light goes on in, in, in the head. Uh, enlightenment. Hmm. Um, Got it, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, um, so he says, from that, which is what we seek, is if you will, perfection. Hmm? Obviously, there is no imperfection within perfection; otherwise, it cannot be so. Hmm? So, no falling from there. Hmm? This is the idea. So, repeatedly, he he makes this this point um, in the Gita and. Karma Marg, Varnashram, is all about moving within the worlds of, uh, uh, that are of a temporal, uh, in, uh, temporal nature. All the statuses are, are uh, flexible. You can get fired from any position yeah. um, <laughs> at any time. Hmm. It's all a, a renter's world. There's no, there's no homesteading there. There's no, there's no ownership. Hmm. Um, so... This is karma mark. Now that if that's done right, this varnashram, and in other words, or, or if if some wisdom is factored into this folly, if you will, I mean it has its place. You have to start somewhere. So let's factor if we if we are living with the idea that there's more to life than what meets the eye and the mind, and I got to get it. There is, but that I have to get it and I acquire it is a, mis- is a mistake because it's me. I am more than the mind. Hmm. And uh, 
and the eye or the senses. But not realizing that, I try to acquire more with my mind, eyes, senses, and so forth. Um, um, and so if we're going to do that, well, might as well do it in a, in, a, in a way that it's colored with gratitude hmm, for the powers that be that make such things possible. And that's a beginning of love and a beginning of a recognition that I'm not fully independent uh, for my sense happiness. I depend on the sun to see, on the wind to talk, and so on and so forth. So there's the macrocosm of nature, or there's a correspondence with the microcosm of our sensual proclivities and abilities, and so on and so forth. There's a relationship, so to make that relationship, so it's the beginning. It's a crude, crude beginning, hmm? a very generous beginning, and the greater part of the Vedas are all about that, because hmm? that's what people are about. So let's look at them where they're going and try to, you know, work with it in some way. Hmm? Something like that. It's the generosity of the and so the whole perverti marg and it's elaborate and so forth. But then of course the idea that may dawn on someone if they adhere to that path that um you know, I've done all this, I've gone to heaven, I've come back and or, you know, they say you go there but you're gonna come back and it starts to like think a little bit further in the midst of never really being satisfied anyway, hmm? no matter how much you've gotten. Hmm? Um, some introspection may come, and, and there are the Upanishads. It's a small part of the book, the, the appendix back there. Hmm. It reflects on it all. So it's all a waste of time. Hmm. So from Dharma Jignasu to Brahma Jignasu, inquiry into Brahman. Hmm. And um, so then, then the easy way, the gentle way hmm, that the Gita recommends is Okay, you're going in one direction towards acquisition. Hmm. Keep going in the direction. Keep doing the things that you do, the karma, but give up the desire to to acquire. Hmm. First, you're allowed to acquire and encouraged to acquire and told many ways to acquire better than you could otherwise. Hmm. Then you get a little wiser and look a little more deeply into the sacred texts because they work and you do what they say and you, and you acquire, you become pious. Uh, but still there is something missing. So you look deep, more deeply, you've got a little bit of kernel of faith in the revelation, and you find there's more there. And it says, yes, the acquisition of things, that's an illusion, you never really acquire them anyway, and you certainly don't become more, but you become more at a distance from the fullness that you are mm-hmm. as a unit of consciousness. So it's problematic, but you're a little addicted to going in this direction, so Keep going, keep doing the karma, but don't. But but, it take out the take out the poison. The, that what that which drives it, hmm? the attachment to the fruits of your work. Take that out. So it's a, it's a gentle idea, hmm? working working with again with with the mind, if you will, rather than against it, is the recommendation of the Gita, hmm? and that leads to the upper end of the possibilities of Varnashram in the form of mukshatva, a longing for, for moksha, for liberation, for for being, as I often say, rather than having, understanding the vacuous sense of being that's derived from having, 
which is what everybody thinks. I the more I have, the more I am. Hmm. Use a Zen term, of course. You know, less less is more. So, so to to, to be hmm, is is uh, is to understand that you don't have anything. Nothing belongs to me, hmm. and I don't need anything either. Hmm. By the way, so it's a more fullness. So so the Varnashram is you know you have Dharma. Artha, Kama, and Moksha is included there as one of the Purusharthas, the goals of life. By following the Dharma and eventually, as I say, factoring in some wisdom hmm, by taking out the pursuit of the fruits of one's action while doing the action, then mystic insight starts to come. Hmm? And we move from Rajaguna to Sattvaguna some clarity, and and in terms of our discriminating faculty, our buddhi, we can discriminate between matter and consciousness, and, and it's on the scale. Well, consciousness is small, but it outweighs the whole world, right? What benefit a man, something like that, to be, or a woman, if he, she inherits the whole world but loses her atma. <laughs> it's in the Bible, something like that, I've heard. So there you go. Hmm. Um, now all this, Krishna says, forget it. Is the conclusion of the Gita. Sarva Dharman, put it deja. Put it deja means completely give it up, which means completely give up the Varnashram means to give up the idea also of of of, of, of moksha unto itself. Hmm. So we're looking at giving up both taking and Taking from the world and running away from the world, hmm. both doing the wrong thing and doing nothing, both. Hmm. And someone who comes into the picture says, "Ekam me alone, and I'm such that you can do things in relation to me. Indeed, you can have me. I can be yours." Hmm. And that is not a vacuous sense of being derived from having, that's a full sense of being, all that you could be by having me. Krishna means who's possessed by the love of his devotees. It means the absolute has been turned into a baby, <laughs> been turned into a, to a, to a wanton lover, hmm? been turned into a, into a, into a, into a buddy hmm? uh, by the power of, of bhakti. So, ma me come, me alone means not Shiva, not not Ganesha, not Devi, Saraswati, these gods, goddesses, because they are all the many, many, many uh, polytheistic uh, perspective of Varnashram, which is again all about moving in a, with some gratitude. Surya Namaskar, this, that, and the other thing. Revering the macrocosm and understanding microcosmically, I'm a small combination of those elements in nature and I depend on them in order to function, so on and so forth. Um, so, Ma Mekam Sharanam Dharma, he says, give up the whole thing, all that. And just take uh, shelter of me, Sharanagati, do Sharanagati, which um, 
is kind of the stage, dramatic stage, on which the drama of love of God is performed. It needs to be erected in the heart, and then you can say, tune in to, you know, the Krishna Leela coming to a theater near you very soon. Once that Sharanagati is established in the heart, the stage is there, then the drama can be performed. That's for sadhana bhakti. The drama will be performed in bhava bhakti. You have to establish the stage first. So Krishna is giving the beginning of bhakti. Sharanagati, which corresponds with shraddha, which corresponds negatively with not having shraddha in the dharma marg or the karma marg, same idea, or the gyan marg or in between. And what does the Bhagavatam say? Nashobhate gyanam alam niranjanam. Hmm? Nard Bhagavatam. When Nard speaks to Vyasa and enlightens him, the pages of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? He says, What to speak of karma? This is Rajagun. Even Nishkam karma, hmm? leading to Gyan and Gyan itself, Gyanam Nashobhate Gyanam Alam Niranjanam. Nashobhate. Shobhana means beautiful, it's not very pretty. Hmm? He says, it's not pretty. Karma, neither nishkam karma, neither gyan, are very pretty unto themselves. The implication of which is, all of these are under the gunas, rajas and sattva, neither of which can afford one um, liberation. What to speak of? Prem. Hmm? Only bhakti can do that. So... So we factor bhakti into our karma or bhakti into our gyan. We get liberation. But Krishna is advocating uttam bhakti, exclusive bhakti. Anyabilashita sunyam gyan karmadi anabhitam anukulena krishna anushyunam. Bhakti uttam. There are different kinds of bhakti. Uttam bhakti for the sadaka. Uttam bhakti for the ecstatic, the, the bhava bhakti. Uttam bhakti for, for the premika. Hmm? You need, we should be uttam. This would probably mean we say all my disciples are pure devotees. I mean, they're all practicing uttam bhakti. This is their conceptual. They're not pure, but they're necessarily, but they are practicing and cherishing and uh, idealizing this ideal of exclusive ananya, exclusive devotion to Krishna alone. And the implication, by contrast, is not to any god, goddess, uh, so which is all part of the Varnashram. So this is the parodharma. This is the a new idea of Dharma. That's why I say the Bhagavatam, you have to understand, it is the new testament of the Vedas. It's throwing out the old, all the laws, the Veda, the everything, with a new testament of love. A new idea of Dharma altogether. It, it makes the idea of moksha, the far-reaching, impossible, so to speak, to attain end of, you know, the Dharma Marg, Dharma Artakam Moksha, the four Purusha, to, to attain it. It's in some weird guy, you know, walking around naked, you know. Not, it's the liberated person, the rare person. Hmm? It makes that thing, which is rare and, and in that sense valuable, hmm? rare to attain, Look insignificant. Hmm? Moksha lagha lag- 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 lag-
the characteristic of the uttambhakti. It makes mukti look insignificant. Hmm. Such a... Um, Uh, extraordinary idea. Panchama, therefore, these terms, and it's all Gaudiya, this is Gaudiya, Gaudiya, Gaudiya terms. Panchama Purushartha. Hmm? I mean, where's that? You understand? There's four goals of life. Have you ever read the Vedas? What are you talking about? The fifth goal of life. Panchama Purushartha, the Gaudiyas are saying. Hmm? You've got, you know, then you've got. Look at it another way. You've got the waking state, the material consciousness. You've got the dream state. When the physical world turns off, for all intents and purposes, but the mental world continues in dreaming. The implication is you are existing and the physical world is turned off, but mind still exists. Then there's deep sleep when the mind stops, no dreams, and you're still there. And you woke up and said, Mm, I slept well. Mm. You can remember, you can't remember something that you didn't experience. So you're experiencing, even in deep sleep, this is the idea. So then there's, these are the three states, right? Waking, dreaming, and deep sleep, and turiya. It's just the fourth. Beyond the deep sleep. Something like deep sleep, like an anesthetic? Anesthesia, and you're just gone. Something like that. End of all suffering. Hmm? <laughs> uh, something like that. But it, 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 but it, it never ends. Contentless consciousness. This general idea of popular idea of, of mukti. Hmm? Anyway, these, this is the, the four ideas, and here's a fifth idea. What are you talking about? Where you know? This is like. It's it's turning the whole religious world on its head. Of course, there it is, and then leave it to our Swamis, you know, to bring it up. Gopal Tapani Turiyatita Gopalaha. Beyond the fourth, Gopal, the Mahabhaykuntha, Panchama Purushartha, Prem Prayojan. A fifth goal, Prem. Prem is a very Gaudiya word. All the other, even Vaishnav Sampradayas, all invoke the term mukti to describe their ideal. Obviously, there are Vaishnav forms of mukti, like Salokya, Sarasti, Samipi, or even, even uh, forms of Rag Bhakti, like we find in the Balaba and the Bark Sampradaya, hmm? that transcend these perks of praying, like living on the same planet with God, having the same opulence as God, having a form like God. That doesn't pertain to, to Vrindavan. Anyone who lives in Vrindavan doesn't think they're living on the planet of God. That's Narayan's planet. Hmm? You understand? Hmm. So, but even these, like Nimbark, the Nimbarkis and the Balabas, they, they also use the term mukti. But the Gaudias have really capitalized on this or underscored this term, made it, made it their own, Prem, and, and the extent to which they... Um, uh, uh, reveal the possibilities of love of God it warrants uh, using a word that has absolutely no other possible implications. You know the story of Sarvabhoma's conversion, and after he was converted, hmm, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya by Mahaprabhu. First Mahaprabhu came, 
one morning, very early, hmm, and say, hey, Bata, Acharya, wake up. I've got some prasad from the temple. Hmm? And so, but the charge of got up, paid his respects, and started taking the prasadam. Mahaprabhu laughed and said, Hey, you haven't taken your bath? You haven't done all these things in the karma mark that you're supposed to do? Hmm? He was checking him out, seeing how much he was, how well he was converted. Hmm? Did he think that if I took the Mahaprasad of Jagannath, but I hadn't first done these karmic uh, Varnashram rituals, there would be a problem? Or was his bhakti karma anabrita? Hmm? Un- uncovered by karma. No, he had enough shraddha in bhakti to think, who cares? If I take prasadam, hmm, honor the Vishnu prasadam, and if I don't do the other things all mentioned in the Varnashram, which I was previously preoccupied with, there will be no loss. I'm in a different path now that transcends it. It's not an immoral path. It's not a path that where there are no rules, but the rules are different. Hmm? Hmm. And love is more prominent. It's love-based rather than rule-based. Where there's rules, there's no love. Where there's love, there's no rules. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu was very pleased. Oh, I just see. He's pretty well converted. And then, and then came the gyan side, gyan karmadi, and that is bhakti covered by gyan. Hmm. Well, but the charger made a testament himself to that effect. He said, "You know, Sri Sundar, hmm? I've been reading the Bhagavatam, and I came across this verse. Hmm? Hmm. It says something like this. How's it go?" Hmm. The environment is friendly. Tatenu kampam susamikshamana bhundani vatmakritam vipakam hridvagvapube hridam namaste jiveta yu mukti pade sadai bhak. One who goes on tolerating the whatever residue of karma may be there, depending on Krishna, so on and so forth, seeing the environment is friendly, bad things happen to me, things so good. Retiring some other, another person is giving me a problem. I worship him. Hmm. He's retiring some, some things that I do in some way, making my path clear for bhakti. Such a person, he's the rightful heir to mukti. So he said, I can't, I, I crossed out this word mukti and I've written in bhakti. My said, you can't change the words of the Bhagavatam like that. But it's a nice idea. <laughs> so he said, I can't even, I can't even, like the whole word mukti, because it, it has its ordinary connotation. It's just, it's just repulsive to me. Mahaprabhu loved it. He said, well, it's mukti pade. So mukti at his feet. So it's it's not, you know, that bad. And this is, it means it's it's a devotional idea. So you got to keep it, but... Hmm? But he was very happy to see this. Hmm? He just chewed the idea of mukti, which was his ideal previously. Hmm? So, <laughs> so ma mekam sharanam braja. Hmm? This is the, the Gita's idea. And it means rejecting the whole, foregoing that, and there's a new path. A new, there's a new, a 
new a new dispensation. It's the Bhagavatam. It's the New Testament. It's the uh, Parodharma. It's characterized like this: Ahoyituki apatitai, Yayatmasam prasiditi, Bhakti tu adhoksaja to Vishnu Krishna. So a very um, uh, revolutionary uh, idea, and um, this is the center, you know, piece of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Ananya Bhakti, faith in this. Is what gives one eligibility to tread the path. Mamekam, only him, Ananya, no other. Hmm? No other gods or goddesses. That's all part of the Varnashram. Hmm? Some bargaining with the gods, recognize some gratitude and so on. Some very vague idea of the Godhead. There's no, uh, no love in there. Hmm? There's some gratitude. Something like that. Uh, you know, it's like, I've said, and I've given an example, when we were young, we go to Vrindavan and buy things in the market, and then next year around, someone would have a picture of Prabhupada in their shop, and we'd think, oh, he's, he likes Prabhupada, we should shop there. Yeah, he likes Prabhupada. He likes your money. <laughs> he knows you're a disciple of Prabhupada. If he has the picture there, you know, he knows you'll come to the shop, so he's offering Arctic to Prabhupada, you know. <laughs> this is the demigod worship idea. Hmm? Worship, and give me something, and there's this, this heart... You know, in the Dhammarasana, we have this contrast, right? So, uh, in the Karma they're worshipping the gods, but uh, with all their mantras, they're just saying, give me money, give me this, give me that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's in the heart. Meanwhile, Malayasoda is not worshipping Krishna, but chasing him with a stick and tying him up. Hmm? It looks pretty bad. <laughs> Somebody else is coming in, oh, this, that, and put a rupee in the box, and put a, offer a light, and, and everything. But in his heart, he's, he's, he's a fool. He's asking for things, and the best things in life are not things. So, hmm, Krishna's thinking, oh, God, that's what you want, things? Okay, take, take them. Hmm. But you could go to any god for that. Because I give them the blessing by which they can give you the things they want. So anyway, so so ananya bhakti. So there's if faith in this. This is this is what is like. It's a very it's 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 a little. It's a it's a hard sell um, in a in a varnashram society that's been such for thousands and thousands of years, and here comes the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it's a total revolution. Hmm? You can forego the Varnashram and step on the head of Mukti and by, dis- by loving Krishna. So, so that's the idea. So then, um, if such Shraddha that has its outer face or expression in Sharanagati, that's a beautiful idea that Bhaktivinoda Thakur emphasized because Shraddha or faith seems tends to be kind of this intangible. He's got faith. I mean, in the modern world, it's like, oh, there's faith, too bad. I mean, it's like loss of reason. It's true that love knows no reason. Faith, as properly understood, means the clearing of doubts. Hmm? 
it means to go beyond intelligence, which is the doubting function, hmm? the proceed with caution type of life, to go beyond that. This is what faith is really about. And therefore, properly understood, reason is at its most, in its most beautiful expression when it is an attendant of faith. And we reason not whether or not to serve Krishna, but how to serve him best in any given circumstance. This is when reason becomes beautiful. Otherwise, reason is not, a, not capable of, apprehend, of, of comp- comprehensive apprehension. It's a fence-sitting affair. You know, you can't, you can analyze the apple all you want, but until you, you one taste of it and you know more about it than everything that has been, uh, you know, written down and analyzed. And so you, you, you know nothing about it in one sense. An apple is this and this and this and this and this and this. And it touched this taste bud and does this and that. And if you haven't tasted it, you don't know anything. One taste and you can throw out the whole book, right? Hmm. Is the like, common sense idea of, of, of bhakti, jnana bhakti? You can throw out the whole book. We're using the book, using the head, to soften the heart, hmm? and go where the heart, where the head cannot go. When the head can only go as an assistant, not as a guide, not as the guiding light. Hmm? It's self-illumined, illumined place. Hmm? So <coughs> this. Sharanagati is very beautiful as explained by Bhaktivinoda. It gives some like um, some tangible way of also talking about faith in the context of, of Bhakti. It shows up like this Anukulyasa Sankalpa, Pratikulasivaranam, giving up things that are unfavorable to Bhakti, accepting things that are favorable to Bhakti. That's the renunciation. You have to accept some things you might not your mind might not like. They give up some things that your mind might like because it's either unfavorable to bhakti or favorable to bhakti. Hmm? Did I say that right? Yeah. Then you transcend the dualities of I like this, I don't like that. We have a new new idea, a new standard of what's good or bad that pleases Krishna. Immediately you rise above, rise above the dualities of material existence. So this sharanagati is a big thing. This is its beginning. Manukul particul. Hmm? Rakshikshatadivishvashvo, so on. Depend, depending on Krishna, faith, he was the protector, and so forth. So he, he's, he's, he's given a very uh, kind of like concrete, he's made a more concrete, more what's often thought to be ethereal idea of faith. It shows up in the devotee in this way. And what is, this, what is the centerpiece then of that sharanagati? What is the saruplakshan, the primary characteristic of it? Hmm? It is Goptritvevaranam Tata, or some say Rakshikshatadivishvashvo. These are two of the six limbs of Sharanagati. They mean Krishna is my maintainer, Krishna is my protector. And that means what? No one else. Ma may come. Krishna is calling for Sharanagati. This is what we see in the in the in the um, in the Govardhan Lila, it's played out for us beautifully in the Govardhan Lila. No other gods. Hmm? Only Krishna. All the inhabitants. They're all prote- and they're all. He's protecting them all. He showed. I protect them. Hmm? 
I maintain them. We don't need Indra to maintain us. We don't need to pray for him for rain. Hmm? Pray to me and you'll cry a river hmm? and unlimited water. Hmm? <laughs> un- un- involuntary and uncontrolled. Hmm? Water supply solved. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's uh, you can make this faith concrete, hmm? and it is eligibility. Obviously, faith is the eligibility to do anything. You you can't go forward if you don't have faith to be successful. So there's faith in the karma mark, there's faith in the yoga mark, there's faith in the gyan mark. But in order to proceed on any of those paths, you need faith and something else. Hmm? But in bhakti, you need only faith in bhakti, hmm? in its efficacy. And so we, we, we try to give good reason as to why you should. Who is Krishna? Hmm? What did Uddhava say? Oh, bhakiyam stanakalakutam. This is the Shastravit, the very learned advisor of Krishna, in Natura, and then in Dwarka. And he said, who, who in their right mind would take shelter of anybody else? When Putana came, just dressed up like a devotee, with the ambition of killing the infant, Krishna, in the most insidious way, by offering him her, her breast and putting poison on her breast. It's like, it's so insidious dress up like a mother, take the infinite, and his most dependent type time hmm, to be nourished and poison him. That's like, that's got to be on CNN. You know? Mother, smeared breast with poison, killed child in infancy, pretending to offer breast milk. This is Putin. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed in public. <laughs> so, uh, Uddhava says, and Krishna gave her a form of Vatsalya Rasa outside of Gokul, but in Golok. Hmm? He said, "This is amazing. What kind? Of, who in the right mind would take shelter of anybody else? This is this is well. She looked like a devotee. I, so." <laughs> Very generous. Just dress up like a devotee. It's a good start. Mm-hmm. Something like them jump around, you know, in the Arctic or something. So, mm. so these type of points mm, are um, important to make, but we might have actually the requisite faith to progress on the path, to, to embark upon the path. We need faith to embark upon any path. So. Uh, one time, one of my godbrothers asked Pujapada Marsh if he could wear a Nishringa Kavacha. Nishringa is a Vishnu avatar. But, uh, this is like, Mommy come, me only. Hmm? Krishna. So he, he said, he said, actually, you know, and what for? You know, for protection, this and that, and, you know, something like that. He said, "Well, actually, we 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 don't we we invite adversity." He quoted Kunti Devi. We put a mm, I can't remember now. 
Kunta Devi said, I wish again and again all the troubles that we experienced, myself and my sons, the Pandavas, would come again because at that time it, it, it gave, gave us extra cause to remember Krishna, to depend upon him, and depending upon him, that's the solution to the problem, to all the problems of life. Hmm? Such as the power, he said, he went on about the holy name and so forth. Now that said, we go the other way a little bit, because we do worship different avatars and so forth. We worship them all, we worship Nishringa, but we worship them all as different aspects of, of Krishna. It's parent, gopis, in, in some moments of Aishvarya and Vrindavan and separation from Krishna, they remember, oh, he did this to Supornika, that rascal, he did this to Bali, what kind of guy is he? As Vamana, as Ram, and so forth. We've heard these things about him. Hmm? So, uh, there they're having more regard for Ram, more regard for Vamana than for Krishna. But this is their bhava. It's a, you know, I don't want to use it's not the best way. Yes is no is not, no is yes is not a very good thing to use in modern society. But they're saying we don't like him, but actually they like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like him much more than Ram, much more than Vamana, and so forth. But we see all the avatars in that light. That's what the Bhagavatam is. They're celebrated hmm, as one of the sheltered, ashrita, sheltered topics, under the shelter-giving topic, Krishna. Hmm? So in the proper light, then we can uh, regard the different gods and goddesses, and so we can worship Shiva as a Vaishnava, and so on and so forth. But the way you're talking about it, it doesn't sound like a very, sounds like a, some, some, some form of a, where, where their faith is not that well informed. So faith should be informed. We call it Shastriya Shraddha. So informed by the, by the argument of revelation. And it's not that well formed. They need more guidance, more siksha to understand what they're doing, and then they're going to get more out of what they're doing. And then the thought, I need Rudraksha beads, or I need crystals on my chakras, or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, uh, can be uh, retired. Not to say that we don't go to doctors, mental or physical doctors, as needed, or take medicine, and so on and so forth. But but we don't need to petition other, other gods and goddesses. Hmm. Um, our, when it comes to worship, that should be for Krishna alone. What about Radha? They're one. Look closely, you see there's somebody standing next to him. It's her. Look more closely. There's a third person there. It's a sannyasi. This is Ramananda's experience. So that's not a good um, thing. And Rudraksha beads in particular are not uh, part of our uh, Vaishnava. Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition, so we should wear the beautiful Tulsi hmm, and um, chant on the Japamalas and, and so on. There's great power in these things. Does that help? Yeah. What's the time? 7.55. Right, so we stop there. Shri Gauri Guru Parampara Ki Jai. Shri Shri Gauradamada Ki Jai. Gauri Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gauri Premanandi. Jai.